Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrood. I am your host. I am doing a solo show tonight. Justin could not make it tonight. So it is just me for our first infirmary report of the 2019 season. We usually have one of these every year where there's just a mass amount of injuries. And it just so happens to be that week two this year happens to be that week so a um, couple announcements real quick uh, we would love it if you guys could go to patreon.com slash skull king nation uh, check us out there we've uh, we've uh, um, got a, a page set up there for you guys to be able to support us um, to get a little extra um, in terms of uh, advice from us uh, part of our you'll be part of our slack channel uh, to get advice straight from the uh, straight from our experts and our well, our analysts on SkullKingFootball.com, uh, and in compared to if you're part of our uh, Facebook group or Facebook page, where you know a couple of our guys can get in there every once in a while, but a lot of it's just kind of a, a group thing with uh, everyone kind of chiming in. Uh, join by joining our 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 Patreon page, you'll actually get the support from uh, our our analysts directly. And uh, and be able to hear from them you know, pretty quickly. We you know they do a pretty good job of responding. So, um, also make sure tonight uh, again tonight is our our waiver wire uh, madness uh, episode. Tomorrow there we will have a waiver wire article up uh, with uh, a bunch of additions from our writing staff as to who you should add to your team for this next week. Uh, I believe that's I believe that's all of the announcements. Uh, so if there's nothing else, nope, we're good. So why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines? Today's headlines. And leading off the headlines is my fantasy quarterback of the year. Mr. Ben Roethlisberger, the guy that I had been pumping up so much, thinking that he was just going to have this phenomenal season. And as it turns out, he uh, now needs elbow surgery and is done for the season, Mr. Ben Roethlisberger. So um, he's got Mason Rudolph taking, uh, taking over for him. In terms of what this does for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, I don't necessarily like it for Juju. Um, I think it's obviously going to bring him down a little bit. Connor, I think it brings him down a little bit as well. Washington, this could be a boost. Uh, Rudolph and Washington were uh, teammates at Oklahoma State. Uh, they showed a lot of chemistry in the preseason. against. Again, that was against twos and threes. We'll see what happens um, now that we're actually into the regular season. And uh, Rudolph is the, is the starter. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that this means that this is the end of Dante Moncrief. Um, and then Vance McDonald, uh, obviously he gets a boost. Mason Rudolph really targeted him a lot. Uh, Vance McDonald, I believe, was the number four scoring tight end this last week. Uh, with a, I want to say it was seven catches for 38 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, Overall, you know, if you, if you have Ben Roethlisberger in a single quarterback league, 
you should be okay. If you have him like me as your only quarterback in a super flex league, well, you're in trouble and you've got to spend big now on the waiver wire or in trades. So moving on to story number two, uh, another quarterback injury. Drew Brees has a torn ligament in his throwing thumb. Um, he needs surgery, likely out six weeks. That's the um, initial estimate on ter- in terms of how much he is going to miss. So Teddy Bridgewater becomes the quarterback for the Saints. And in terms of what this does for the Saints offense, Michael Thomas may not get much of a drop-off. Um, prob- I mean, he's going to get a little bit. He's not going to probably have as many explosive plays. Kamara, I think this could. it's going to be a little bit a little bit of a drop. I still think he's going to be used in dump-offs. Uh, he's going to be the main guy in the run game. And how the tight end Jared Cook is going to be involved. Uh, Jared Cook actually had seven targets in this last game with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. So I think that this could be better for Jared Cook now, uh, at least for a few weeks with Teddy Bridgewater. I think he'll get more looks this way. Drew Brees, while he has targeted tight ends a lot in the past that was back when he had Jimmy Graham um and even uh, and even Ben Watson so the last couple years the the targets for tight ends has gone down and down and down um so with with Teddy Bridgewater in there I think that um I believe that uh, Cook is going to get a little bit more work uh going on uh, Latavius Murray almost had no work in this game against LA so I really don't think Latavius is going to get a whole lot of work. I think that they need to keep as many of the, their athletic players out there as much as possible. And so I see Latavius Murray really taking a backseat, almost down to a, a running back three or not even a flex play at this point. You know, until we until we see otherwise. So, so like I said, Drew Brees out for probably six weeks. Could be longer. It all depends on how the surgery on his thumb goes. So moving on, story number three. Pat Shermer has declined to officially name Eli Manning as the week three starter. Instead, he has now opened the door for a switch to Daniel Jones. Now, we will see if that actually happens. Um, I In that super flex league where I was telling you about, I am actually trying to get Daniel Jones for cheap, as cheap as possible. Um, to possibly be my number two quarterback, um, if he so happens to actually take over. Um, I am one of those that I am not as down on on Daniel Jones as a lot of people are. I still think that it was a good pick for the Giants. I think that he can be a solid quarterback. Now, what he has done so far in the season has not been stellar um, in the little bit of time that he has gotten, has dealt with some fumbles, missed snaps, a lot of rookie stuff. So we'll see if that's stuff that he can overcome, you know, if he gets a shot uh, to, to play a little more often. So um, I think that he is, I think that he's going to be solid eventually down the line. He may need to take the lumps, right? You know, and right now uh, with the Giants being 0-2, um, I see no reason, you know, maybe give another start to Eli and if they, you know, lose another one, I'd say at that point move over to Jan- Daniel Jones, so. Definitely something to keep an eye on. If Daniel Jones does become the starter, I don't think he becomes. Uh, he may become a better option than Eli Manning is in like a super flex league. 
um, maybe in two quarterback leagues. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not totally convinced that that's you know it's kind of up in the air. So uh, in terms of other stories, like I talked about with the you know how we call this the infirmary report, there's lots of injuries. So I'm going to kind of do a uh, a blow through these. There's some other stuff mixed in here in terms of other headlines that we wanted to cover. But um, Minka Fitzpatrick has been traded to Pittsburgh for a first round pick. So he will now be safety slash corner or whatever in Pittsburgh. They definitely need to work on their defense. And so that's where they're going there. It looks like, at least for now, they're sticking with Mason Rudolph as quarterback um, and probably won't have a first-round pick this next uh, this next year. Uh, Trevor Simeon is down. Uh, in terms of the Jets' quarterbacks, it's just not looking pretty. Trevor Simeon went down. Uh, it looked like it's probably a broken ankle, uh, and at this point, is probably it, my guess is going to go on IR. Luke Falk came in and is now going to be the starter for the remaining time that Sam Donald is out with mono, and so um, he is not an option really that I think that you should go for in terms of um, in terms of the waiver wire if you need if you're desperate for a quarterback. Again, it would have to be like a 16-team super flex or something like I'm in, where I might have no choice but to pick up a Luke Falk. Um, so that's, but for the most part, I'm not, I'm not going that direction. Poor Le'Veon Bell, that's really going to hurt him. Uh, David Njoku is probably he is in the concussion protocol. He got a nasty hit, kind of upended in midair while uh, going up for a pass. Came down, hit his head pretty hard. So. Um, he is most likely, I believe he actually has a concussion, is going to be in the concussion protocol. We'll see if he can play next week. Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade from the Jacksonville Jaguars after an um, altercation with his coach and just a poor showing um, this last week by the Jacksonville Jaguars against the, um, against the Texans. Michael Gallup has a uh, a torn meniscus, I believe, is what it is. Um, looking like it's going to be about a month that he, you know, up to a month that he is going to miss. He's going to have a sur small surgery to trim his meniscus a little bit. Um, I believe he actually he got a helmet to the knee, is what happened there. So um, he should be he should be good to go in about uh, four weeks or so. James Conner is day-to-day -day with a knee, no torn, nothing, no structural damage. We'll just kind of see how he's doing. Um, might be a good time to pick up Jalen Samuels if he's available, uh, just to, you know, as a precaution. Alshon Jeffrey is day-to-day -day with the calf strain, having basically been non-existent in this last game, uh, last night in the Monday Night Football game, and now having another game in seven days or so. Uh, this is not uh, exactly a, a, a great spot for him to be in. So we'll see how he can handle this. Um, Antonio Brown is looking at a possible fine for avoiding the media. There has been another woman who has come forward saying that she has been sexually assaulted by Antonio Brown. He avoided the media and doing and in doing so, um, I believe, violates uh, part of the, uh, the collective bargaining agreement. And so he is, you know, probably likely looking at a fine from the NFL. Devin Singletary is day-to-day -day with his hamstring injury. Luckily, it's not anything worse than that, but hammies are always going to be um, interesting to come back from. 
So there's that. LaShawn McCoy had an MRI on his ankle, and Damian Williams uh, has a knee contusion. So the two starting running backs for the Chiefs are a little bit banged up. We will see how they – No one, neither one of them is necessarily expected to miss any time, but definitely something to keep an eye on for moving into this next week against Baltimore. All right, like I said, there was a ton of injuries. Uh, we uh, we are now going to take a quick little uh, commercial break uh, and move on, and then move on into our waiver wire madness for the week. Waiver wire madness. All right, so we are moving into the waiver wire. Uh, the, the basic rule that we use for this is that uh, any player that we mention has to be owned in less than 50% of either Yahoo um, or ESPN leagues. I generally use Yahoo. I am not a big fan of the ESPN platform. For those of you who are, you know, you can check the kind of cross-reference to see where these guys are in terms of their ownership if they are available in your leagues. So here we go. To start off with the quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen versus Cincinnati. He is 41% owned. Um, I like Josh Allen for this week as a quarterback to pick up. Um, the, over the last couple weeks, uh, he has had about 250 yards passing, thrown for a touchdown in each of those games, uh, has run for a touchdown, I believe, also in both of those games, and has really been playing very solid for the most part. Uh, yet he did have the four turnovers the first week against the Jets. Uh, but both these games were away, actually playing in the same stadium uh, in, in uh, MetLife against both the New York teams, winning them both. He now gets a home game against Cincinnati. I like him this next week against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's defense got absolutely torn apart by San Francisco. And uh, so I think that uh, Josh Allen should be in for a pretty good game this next week against Cincinnati and would be a solid pickup for those of you who lost Ben Roethlisberger this week or if you lost Drew Brees and need a quarterback. My number two quarterback that uh, I am on for this next week, simply it's mainly because of the matchup, is Jacoby Brissett. He is at home against Atlanta. He has played somewhat solid over the last few games, uh, or last couple games, sorry. Uh, 21 completions, 190 yards, and two touchdowns in week one. 17 completions, 146 yards, and three touchdowns with an interception in week two against Tennessee. For the most part, he's playing pretty good. He he also adds um, the running aspect to his game like Josh Allen does. Uh, and so he is. I think that he is a solid enough play as a streaming quarterback. I don't think he's an every week starter. Um, playing at home, I think that this is an okay matchup. Um, for him Atlanta has struggled a little bit on the road so this is this is a game I think that they could set up you know pretty decent for Jacoby Brissett to have an okay a streamable game again you want about 202 or 250 and 2 is about what you're looking for in a streaming quarterback or if they can run the ball a little bit you know 202 with a couple of you know with 25 25 to 50 rushing yards you're in great shape that's that quarterback is not going to lose you a week doing that and I think Jacoby Brissett could possibly put up that kind of a week against Atlanta at home so those are my two quarterback pickups for this week moving on to the running backs the running back waiver wire we start off with Mr. Jalen Samuels and the reason that I'm starting off with him even though he's lesser owned than the next guy on the list 
is because of the fact that James Conner's knee is being a little bit uh, iffy, I guess you could say, um, they actually took him out, I want to say, for most of the second half of this last game. Jalen Samuels had three rushes for 18 yards, caught one target for 13 yards against uh, the Seahawks on Sunday. Let's not forget what Jalen Samuels was able to do last year. Now, again, I understand they had A.B., um, they had Ben, and so Jalen Samuels could be a little bit more of that um, of that weapon that they needed. But he put up some decent numbers last year when he was forced into the lead role. I think that he's probably a better receiving back than James Conner is. Maybe not quite as good of a running back, uh, you know, running between the tackles and stuff. But I think that he is, if he becomes the starter, I think that he could put up some solid numbers, even against San Francisco's defense at San Francisco. So um, Jalen Samuels, I think, is a guy that, that is a, a potential pickup, especially if James Conner goes down. Because, again, for the most part, the Steelers don't use multiple running backs. And the fact that Jalen Samuels can be used in the passing game is, uh, is definitely a plus. Uh, the, next, uh, the next running back is Chris Thompson. Um, he is going to be the main receiving back for the Redskins. And as far as you know, the Redskins go, they're going to be playing in catch-up mode a lot. Playing against Chicago, Chicago is a tough defense. If they're going to get anything moving, it may have to go through Chris Thompson in the passing game um, uh, with Case Keenum. I want to say through two games so far, Chris Thompson has 18 targets. So he's getting about nine targets a game. I want to say it's been 10 and 8 in the last couple games. He is going to be targeted in the in the PPR game. He is going to have pretty solid numbers. Um, he's going to get used. I think he's a flex play, kind of that RB3 flex play that is a you know could be a good matchup if you need the extra help if you're dealing with some injuries or stuff. Uh, next on the list, uh, we're going a little bit deeper here. Mr. Darwin Thompson. Again, the reason I bring up Thompson is because of the fact that both um, LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams, you know, having some injury issues. We don't know how severe those are. So again, by the time you're listening to this, we may have a little more information on what's going on with the two of them. Darwin Thompson is really just in case those two are injured. If you, you know, if you have an already solid running back core, you don't necessarily need to pick up Darwin Thompson. Again, there's, there's, you need to wait a little bit to see what's going to be going on there. So uh, I would wait, you know, if you have, or if you're desperate, I would go Darwin Thompson to see what you can do there. Um, moving on, number, oh, the next one, Raheem Mostert, uh, 17% owned, going up against uh, Pittsburgh this next week. The thing I like about Mostert is he tends to be a little bit more of the pass-catching guy. Uh, three catches for 63 yards in this last game. Uh, ran 13 times for 83 yards. I love the way he runs. I love the way he plays. Um, I understand that Breed is going to be the main rusher in the offense for San Francisco. But I like the way that Mostert plays, especially the you know catching the ball in the backfield. He runs hard. Um, you know, last year he suffered the the brutal arm break when uh, when he kind of had to take over the uh, the offense. And then you know suffers that nasty broken arm and and misses. You know has to go on IR and misses you know half the season or so. Uh, I definitely like him for this week. It's a little bit tough. He, he's playing this week, and then he has a buy in week four. So that's one thing to watch for. But I think that if you can get him, if you're desperate for some running back um, work, Mo Mostert, I think, could get uh, a decent amount of work in this game against Pittsburgh. 
uh, coming up this next week. Uh, and the last, last but not least, of my suggested ads, uh, Mr. Frank Gore, old man himself. And this is more because of the fact that uh, that Devin Singletary is dealing day to day with the hamstring injury. Um, last week uh, against the Giants, Frank Gore put up fifteen or fifteen point three uh, fantasy points, nineteen attempts, sixty eight yards, had a touchdown. Now again, that could just be because the Giants are a really crappy defense. Cincinnati got again. Cincinnati got absolutely torn up by by San Francisco, Raheem Mostert being one of those guys, Matt Breida ran for a ton of yards. So Frank Gore could be in for a solid game. I think he's a solid pickup. Again, if you're dealing with some injury issues, if you're in a deeper league, I think that Frank Gore could be a solid pickup for you for this week. Moving on to the wide receivers. Number one that I have, again, and this is owning 50% of leagues and less, is Mr. DK Metcalf. Um, in so far, in two games, uh, Metcalf has, I believe, 150 yards and a touchdown. Let me see. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, yeah, 150 yards and a touchdown, 13 targets, 7 receptions. Now you're saying, you may be saying, well, that's not a lot of targets. True, but in Seattle's offense, they use the the wide receivers mostly in, um, in play action. They've allowed Russell Wilson to throw the ball a bit more this season in these last couple games. And when they've done that, kind of moved into sort of a, a hurry-up offense type of thing, uh, Metcalf has has definitely benefited. Um, he, now, he only had three catches in this last game, but three for 61 and a touchdown. Russell likes throwing to him. Um, he's gone up 12% in the last day in terms of ownership. So he's only owned in 37%, about a third of leagues. He has gone up already a bunch. So he is definitely a, a hot commodity right now that I think if you can get him to add to your wide receiver depth, he is a, a, a great uh, guy to pick up because I think this is going to continue. New Orleans has struggled a bit. They've given up the seventh most fantasy points to the wide receiver position so far. Um, next on the list is Nicole Hardman. Now, the thing about Hardman is you are dealing with the guy that you don't know how much production he's going to get. This next week is not the easiest matchup. Again, they're going up against Baltimore. Baltimore has been absolutely playing lights out. Let's not forget that Baltimore had their two games against Miami, who was an atrocious offense, and this past week against Arizona, who's struggling to find their identity in this air raid system with the rookie quarterback in uh, Kyler Murray. I think that Hardman could put up so, uh, could put up solid numbers. You know, you've got Sammy Watkins who goes off for, you know, 190 some yards and two or three touchdowns I believe in week 1. You had DeMarcus Robinson who's go, who went off for, you know, uh, 170 some odd yards and two touchdowns in week 2. Hardman went 4 for 61 and a touchdown in week two as well against Oakland and actually had a 70-yarder called back for offensive holding. So he is just as explosive. He is very much that Tyreek Hill clone, Tyreek Hill type, that I actually like better than Demarcus Robinson, and a lot of people like better than Demarcus Robinson. So I think he could be the guy that blows up this week um, instead of Demarcus Robinson again. 
so he's he's kind of my pick to go with this next week. He's already 40% owned in Yahoo. So again, just another guy to watch for. Could be another depth piece. Maybe not have a, such a great game this week, but the next couple weeks he goes up against Detroit, Indianapolis, and Houston, all teams that have been giving up a lot of pass yards. So, Well, Indianapolis hasn't been giving up as many, but they haven't been necessarily going up against you know prolific pass offenses either. Uh, next, at 24% owned, Mr. Randall Cobb. Um, going up against Miami this week, uh, the reason I add Cobb on here is because of the injury to Michael Gallup. Now, I understand that they've got another guy that they've uh, brought in. I uh, was at uh, Devin Smith, I believe, is the guy who had a pretty decent game. Um, I like Cobb more personally. I think that um, Dak Prescott, for the most part, has done a good job of finding the slot guy. He's had 11 targets out of the slot in the last two games, Randall Cobb has. Uh, four catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches for 24 yards. It's more of a PPR play, to be completely honest. It's a flex PPR play. Um, in deeper leagues, you know, if you have two flexes playing in 12 teams and more, I think that uh, Randall Cobb is definitely someone that you can add to your roster to, you know, to fill in uh, bye weeks, and uh, and uh, you know, if you're dealing with some injuries, need some extra depth. Uh, moving on. DJ Chark versus Tennessee this week, 13% owned. Uh, over two weeks, he has had 13 targets, 11 receptions for, was it 201 yards and two touchdowns? Um, Westbrook, when Foles went down, it really killed Westbrook's value. Um, I am, I think that DD Westbrook is droppable right now. Gardner Minshew prefers DJ Chark to throw to. I mean, we saw that with nine targets, seven receptions, and 55 yards and a touchdown. I think that's going to continue. So as long as Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, DJ Chark is going to be the wide receiver to own. Um, he has a questionable tag so far. He was a limited participant in practice. Uh, I don't believe they actually practiced today because of the... Um, uh, because they're playing on Thursday, so they did a little bit of a walkthrough. Uh, they're really going light on practices this week with the Thursday game. Uh, both Tennessee and Jacksonville, I believe, are holding a lot of people out in practice this week. So um, something to watch for, but I think that he should be okay. Again, he's only 13% owned, owned, so again, if you need some wide receiver depth, DJ Chark is definitely named to go. And the last but not least, uh, the kind of the star of the week this past week, uh, Demarcus Robinson, uh, 7% owned, again, went six receptions for 172 yards and two TDs. Again, I think Baltimore's defense is going to be much better than what Oakland was. Um, the reason I'm, I'm hesitant on Demarcus Robinson is if you go the week before, he only has two targets, one reception for zero yards. Same with Nicole Hardman. He had one target uh, and didn't even have a catch in week one. So... It's kind of an up and down, back and forth on who's actually going to be um, the number two in Kansas City. I prefer McCole Hardman. I think he's the better wide receiver. Demarcus Robinson is, uh, you know, does have a little bit more veteran status. So um, I prefer Hardman. I don't necessarily Demarcus Robinson doing the same thing uh, against Baltimore this week. So uh, moving on to the tight end position. Uh, at tight end, my number one pickup for this week is going to be Vernon Davis. 
Uh, and the reason for that is um, he is still uh, he's going to be in there. Uh, Jordan Reed is dealing with injury issues. I don't like Jordan Reed. If Jordan Reed plays, you're not going to uh, you're not going to pick up Vernon Davis. He's not going to be usable. However, Jordan Reed can't seem to get healthy, which is why Vernon Davis is going to be continually used. And I think against Chicago's defense, they've struggled a little bit against uh, tight ends so far this year. And so I think that Vernon Davis could put up at least solid, streamable numbers uh, as, a, as a tight end for this week um, in week three. Again, he's only 29% owned, so he's pretty widely owned. He's a guy that I think, again, can put up streamable numbers against Chicago defense. With how their defense is playing, the, the Chicago defense is playing, Case Kim's going to be forced to throw the ball a lot, I think. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to to trust on the run, and so that could mean a lot of dump-offs, again, too, to Thompson uh, out of the backfield and, to Vernon, and you know crossing routes and dump-offs to Vernon Davis. So could, again, put up a, a streamable week. Uh, number two is Jason Witten, 15% owned. Uh, in two weeks, four targets and four targets, three catches, four catches, a total of 40 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he is a um, an option for uh, Dak Prescott, Jason Witten. Um, you know, two years ago before Witten retired and started working on Monday Night Football, Dak Prescott found Jason Witten a lot. He used him as a security blanket. I think the Witten's getting more comfortable and therefore doesn't necessarily need Witten. But again, you know, he's finding Witten, uh, you know, four catch, you know, four targets a game. Not a whole lot, but it's streamable. You know, it's not a zero. You know, in a full point PPR, six points, you know, six and a half points, if he doesn't get the touchdown, still a solid week from a streamable tight end. It's not going to lose you your week. So, and I don't think he's going to continue this pace, you know, tight end, you know, a touchdown every week. But Jason Witten, again, he's a streamable option especially this week going up against the ineptitude of Miami's defense. Last but not least, Will Disley, the tight end out of Seattle. Five targets, five receptions, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, Justin and I talked about this uh, in our Kings and Stings episode uh, yesterday. And the thing about Will Disley is he is not necessarily going to be the number one receiving option usually. For the most part, in the middle of the field, that's going to be Nick Vanette. However, Will Disley gets used a lot because of his blocking ability, gets used a lot in the red zone, which is where he's seen a lot of his targets, which is also why he had two touchdowns in this last game. So um, Disley's not going to get a ton of targets. He's going to be, again, in that secondary receiver option uh, for Seattle, where it's going to be like three to four targets a game. You know, He may get five targets a game again. Against New Orleans, I don't necessarily see that happening. It could happen. So, you know, and with some of their with some of their defensive backs, you know, Will Disley could be a solid uh, a solid play this week against a streamable option. Only four percent on, so he's very widely uh, widely available. Um, could be a, a guy to to have in your lineup as a, again a streamable option to see where it goes. Last but not least, the defense. And special teams pickups of the week. Um, number one, I have to pick up. Again, this has to be owned in less than 50% of leagues. And the ones that are, all the other ones that are owned in less than 50% don't necessarily have all that favorable of a matchup. 
Um, so for me, I'm going number one is San Francisco versus Pittsburgh. San Francisco balled out defensively this last week against Cincinnati. Um, played you know pretty solid. Well, pre- played pretty solid defense. They were really good against Jameis Winston, but you know everybody seems to be good playing defense against Jameis Winston. Um, I think that with Pittsburgh going into San Francisco and having to and having a a backup quarterback, I think that San Francisco may be able to tee off a little bit um, and could provide solid streamable value from the defense against Pittsburgh this week. So again, San Francisco is one that I, I think could be a solid option for this week. And number two, only owned in one percent of leagues. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now you may be thinking I'm crazy, think you know, picking them as defense. However, against San Francisco, they only actually gave up 19 points. Half of um, San Francisco's points in that game were pick sixes off of James Winston. They gave up 19 points, but had a sack, had an interception, had a fumble recovery, had a one of the that the interception came back for a touchdown. And then against Carolina. Only gave up 12 points, had three sacks, had a fumble recovery, scored nine points in defense. Going up against the New York Giants, who have really struggled offensively. I mean, Saquon Barkley has put up okay numbers, but not great. I think that this could be a solid option for a defense to stream or could be, you know, a, a uh, kind of a, a lottery ticket to- type of uh, defense for DFS this week. So again, Tim, not it's not your usual pick um, for a strip, but it's a streamable option. Only one percent owned. I think could be a deep pick that that could pay off for you this week. So um, that is it for the waiver wire and for the waiver wire madness for this week. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the show. Again, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, whether you're listening on YouTube or uh, Apple, CastBox, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. We would really appreciate it. Again, hit that uh, subscribe button. Share us out with all your friends and family. Um, spread the, the fantasy love. Uh, again, my name is Ryan Skullrude, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.